Hello and welcome to a Thursday night evening episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Uh, well, before we start, I um, just wanted to shout out Mika Zvanajad for five goals tonight against the Washington Capitals, helping out the Penguins in a big way. Yes, the Capitals did get a point um, with the Penguins winning, but still it would have been nice to, for them to win that in regulation, but still five goals. Um, first time, I believe, since Patrick Lane. I thought before I put out a tweet out, I thought it was the first one since Johan Franzen scored um, five, but it, it was Patrick Lane for us. The people who have told me, I looked it up. I, I completely forgot about that five goal game from Lane. But yes, I think before the Lane game, it was uh, Johan Franz, and I think that was in February of 2011. And then I think the Mule had one, as um, Danny was telling me um, on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, just want to say that. Shout out to Mika Zibanejad. Um, I don't know where the Rangers would be without him and Artemi Panarin. Uh, probably a bottom five team, as one of my best buddies was telling me um, a couple minutes ago. Um, but yeah, um, before we get, uh, now we just get to what happened tonight. Penguins were able to get another win under their belt this week to go 2-0 and in perhaps the biggest week of the season, like I said it was, going into this week. They beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, and you know, now the fun begins for the Penguins. Um, 4-2 win tonight against Buffalo. We're going to break it all down here tonight. Um, you know, they started out really, really strong. Um, there was a lot of confusion, I think, for the first goal, like, oh, is that goaltender interference? You know, I even tweeted out, you know, let's play the wheel, the wheel of fortune here, spinning around, see if it's goaltender interference or not, because, you know, the league doesn't know what goaltender interference is. The officials most certainly do not know what goaltender interference is. I don't think any fan knows what goaltender interference is, but my opinion on this, and it differs from, you know, some of the te- people that cover the team, you know, full time and all that, but my opinion was that I didn't think it was goaltender interference, at least, you know, from my perspective. I thought Bukestad was pushed in to the goaltender by one of the Sabres players. And then, of course, Patrick Hornick was just waxed in from his knees um, to go up one nothing. I, I could have, I thought, honestly, that they were going to take it away because, like I said, I don't think anyone knows um, what goaltender interference is in the league, but. Um, they, they upheld the goal on the ice. Some people were confused by that. I mean, I, I'll stand by my opinion. I didn't think it was goaltender interference. It would be different if Bukestad just rammed into him and was not pushed, but he was clearly pushed into the Sabres backup goaltender. And I need to look up his name because the fact that I cannot, um, the fact that I cannot remember his name, um, I didn't even know that he was on the roster, uh, going, going into today. I thought Carter Hutton, uh, when I saw my podcast yesterday, he was starting. Well, guess I was wrong about that uh, as usual, but, um, yeah, uh, so yeah, those are my thoughts on that. Patrick Hornquist gets a goal, his first of two tonight. Um, he's just he's had an outstanding season for the Penguins. Um, he picked up his 16th goal. Of course, he got the 17th one um, earlier. But you know what? This is this is the Patrick Hornquist that we are used to seeing when he's fully healthy. I've said this all season. I said it tonight on my Twitter. When he's playing like this, he, he gives the Penguins that top six flexibility. We know how much money he makes against the cap at five million. We know that's potentially going to be a problem in years ahead with as he ages. You know, a lot of people said, you know, his player was deteriorating after last season. I also, my claim, my clap back with a few other people is, you know, he had his concussions all season. He was basically hurt. Now you get to see what he does in a fully healthy um, season. He's playing on the third line. You don't need to play him with Crosby or Malkin. It's just not a necessity at this point for him in his career. And he's still putting up the numbers. He also had a power play goal tonight to go up 3-1 for the Penguins. Just doing his thing in the front of the net. And you know what? He's probably going to have a 20-goal season by the time this season ends. That's another 20-goal season. I think he's had a 20-goal season in every season for the Penguins, I think except last year. I'm going to have to go double-check that. But I think it's been just about every season that he, ever since he got traded to Pittsburgh, um, he's had a, he's had 20-goal seasons. And, you know, that's 
that's beautiful production for a player like Hornquist. And, you know, they're going to keep needing that. It's just for a player that makes $5 million, you want that. You know, you can use him in your bottom six. There's going to be a time where we can talk about, you know, maybe sending him off to Seattle, you know, so they, they don't take another player. We all know if the expansion drive is in a little bit. That's down the line, though. But as of right now, he's helping this team win. He's been helping this team win all season. And with the way he's playing... That's all you can ask for. He's just, he's been that good. I love it. I We, we love to see it with for Patrick Hornquist. Um, let's see here as I go through the uh, the game here. Uh, great to see Marcus Pedersen get on the board. Um, that was a wicked blast from the point. That was just a beautiful play by Gino to get the zone. Um, the pass back by, um, i trying to remember who passed it back. It was uh, Brian Ross, of course. He gets his 27th assist on the season. Um, just a beautiful pass back. Pedersen lets it rip from the uh, left point. Um, just Gorgeous, you know. It's been a rough few uh, couple weeks now for Pedersen, especially with some turnovers. You know, you look at the Washington game from a little while back during the losing streak. Not his best effort. Um, you know, it's 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 good. What you can see what happens when he gets away from a little bit of Justin Schultz, who's been rough. Though I did think Justin Schultz was mostly decent tonight. We'll get to him in a little bit, but. Yes, just very, very nice to see Pedersen chip in. I think that was only his his second goal of the season. I think his first goal was. What was it? The second game of the season? If I have to, mis- if I remember correctly, it was very, very early in the season. I think the second game of the season, actually. So yeah, great to see him get uh, get a goal. You know, especially you know after his his play has been struggling. Um, the Penguins, you know, right after they give up the shorthanded goal, uh, Jake Jake McCabe of all people gets it. Just his third goal of the season. Um, I, I tweeted out. I honestly did not remember the last time the Penguins gave up a shorthanded goal because it feels like it was probably like opening night against this team or something. And Seth Rollback actually tweeted this was only the Penguins' fourth shorthanded goal they've given up all season. And the last one was um, December 20th against the Oilers. If I believe that was the way, yeah, that was the Western Canada trip. That was, um, yeah, yeah. That was when the Penguins were in Western Canada. And who else but Riley Shan to get that goal? Because of course he does. Um, but yeah, just the fourth one. Yeah, it has been, it had been over two months since the Penguins gave up a shorthanded goal. It does, it just does not happen very often. Um, just, a, just a bad play by Brian Russ. You know, he gets them all again. The Penguins won the game. It's not the end of the world, but you know he'll get a pass on that. Um, but yeah, he kind of he like he, he got the puck and then just basically passed it right to him. Or I think he was trying to um, hit. Uh, I'm trying to remember what player was on the boards there. If I watch, go watch it back. I think um, I believe he was trying to potentially hit Hornquist, or I, I'm gonna have to go back and watch the replay. But he was trying to hit a player. He should have just dumped the puck in. But you know what? It's whatever. You know. I, I saw some people blaming Matt Murray for that goal, and I'm like, literally, Brian Russ passed it right to Jake McCabe in a full-on breakaway. I'm not going to blame a goaltender for a breakaway goal where, you know, it's either, I, I, this is only the thing that happens on breakaways. Either, great shot, oh my god, a hell of a goal, or great save, oh my god, hell of a save. You know, it's just, it's one of those two things. So I'm not going to, you know, some people were, for some reason, were blaming Matt Murray because, oh, well, he started his second game in a row over Tristan Jari. Well, you know what? He he he, he earned it tonight, and we're going to get to Matt Murray in the next segment, but, you know, I'm not really worried <laughs> about that. But, um, yeah, let's see. Anything else? Yeah, Hornquist, you know, the power play was starting to work again, which was very, very nice to see. Um, they got a power play goal tonight with Hornquist um, just doing his thing, like I said. That got Evgeny Malkin. He had um, two assists tonight, actually. So I believe he has 69 points, as Jed Jedediah said. That's very nice. Very, very nice for Evgeny Malkin. 69 points. 
Um, just he was all over the ice. He was, I think there was a shift in the first period where he was almost just toying with the Sabres, straight up toying with them. And it was actually really funny to watch. Um, <clears throat> the Penguins came out firing all these shots on the rookie goaltender. Um, he was looking str- strong to start, but the Penguins, you know, they eventually found um, their rhythm. You know, had a couple little lulls in the second period where the Sabres came out firing. I thought that was probably their um, their best looks of the game. But overall, just a really dominant performance from Pittsburgh. You know, they did what they needed to do. They finally played the way you're supposed to against a team like Buffalo, who is really, really bad. Of course, their two prior games against the Sabres were just awful. But, you know, they did what they needed to do tonight, and they banked two points. Um, it sucks that the Flyers were able to get two points, and it sucks the Caps got to lose a point. But you know what? You're three points out of first, and the fun begins on Saturday. All right, so, um, you know, the Sabres were also treated again to Sidney Crosby's backhand tonight. You know, he's torched them. All throughout his career, um, I think there was an interesting stat um, that the Penguins, I think it was the Penguins official Twitter account that put it out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just I just found it now, of course. He, Sidney Crosby has recorded at least one point in 37 of 42 games played against the Sabres, and he has 63 points in those 42 games played against Sabres. That's tied for the most he's tallied against any non-Metro opponent. So, yeah, he's, he's made a fool of the Sabres. You know, the Sabres have also been really, really bad uh, for a lot of the time that Crosby... Um, He's been a penguin, but yeah, he just came down, just roasted Darlene in the process, just smoked past him like it was nothing. It was like Darlene almost saw a ghost, but um, yeah, just backhand, beautiful shot on a 2 on one um, Yeah, it was almost the, the shades of the goal he scored against Robin Lehner, you know, when the, Lehner was the Sabres goal turning, where he basically went one-on-four and just backhanded that one-handed over Lehner. Oh, that was, that's got to be still one of the top five Sidney Crosby goals of all time. But still, um, yeah, that goal was just beautiful. That got the Penguins to the 4-2 lead. Basically put the game away at that point, considering Marcus Johansson got a goal um, early in the third period. You know, we didn't, the Penguins didn't want, of course, to, um, you know, just, you know, allow for any pushback or anything or potentially let the game tie. But yeah, the Penguins, they did what they were supposed to do. That was just a really, I thought defensively they were mostly pretty good. Jack Johnson was Jack Johnson, uh, you know, had some... Um, Jesse Marshall put out this really, really um, great video analysis um, today during the game of what uh, Jack Johnson made a really bad play. Basically, just skated almost into the past the blue line, just dumped the puck to the opposing blue line, and then basically gives up a breakaway um, in the process where Matt Murray just has to bail um, Jack Johnson out. And it was like, Jack Johnson, bro, like, what are you doing, man? I mean, just dump the puck. And I know they were on a line chance, but, you know, that's the stuff that can get you killed in big games like these, especially in playoff games. You do that in playoff games, you know, playoff teams will make you pay. I know the Sabres probably won't make you pay because the Sabres are just really, really bad. But, you know, a playoff team like, like you know, like anyone you're going to play, like Philly, Washington, they will make you pay. You just can't do that kind of stuff. Really, really great to see that Jesse put that out. But um, to Matt Murray, uh, Matt Murray played outstanding tonight. There was a flurry, like I said, in the second period where it was save after save after save. The 2-1-0 save in the second period was just lights out, man. I mean, I know the Sabres really didn't get a lot of elevation on that shot, the player who shot it, but, you know, still... Just a gorgeous save. You know, the first goal, you really can't do anything about that. It's a shorthand breakaway. The second goal, probably would have liked to have it back. But, you know, Matt Murray, just a really, really solid game, I thought, for the Penguins. Um, that was the second consecutive start. You know, I, like I said, I know some of the fans on Twitter were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, Matt Murray is getting another start. Why why, why does he get another start, guys? With We had a blow 900 Sabres in its last game. The team won 7-3. to three. Who cares? <laughs> Um, I really, I really don't understand. Some people in the, um, 
Penguins fan base make my brain melt. But um, yeah, um, the the goalie situation this is going to be interesting. I think this weekend, um, I'm be curious to see what Sullivan does. I think he might go to Murray against the Capitals again. I think you know, in a perfect world, you probably would want Jari to see the Capitals at least once. Though, I mean, I think you're potentially starting to see Matt Murray start to separate himself uh, for getting the starting job. We all know Tristan Jari has had a hell of a season. It's continued all season. You know, there really hasn't been too many lulls in his play, but. You know, when Matt regained his form, you just it, it's it's lights out because that that is Mike Sullivan's guy. It has always been his guy. You know, just look at the 2017 run when Mark Mark Andre Fleury had a you know bad game. Matt Murray was a, was healthy. He goes right to him because that's his guy. It has always been his guy. He is going to be the guy when Game One rolls around unless his game deteriorates here in the final four weeks. But. Um, yeah, just I thought he really, really good game. Like I said, I think he might get the game against the Capitals. I think it would be smart. I think that's a monster game for the Penguins. If they can get two points in regulation, they'll be two points. Um, they'll be one point behind them, one point potentially behind the Flyers if all things go according to plan. I know the Flyers can't seem to lose for some odd reason. Um, they've won eight in a row. Apparently, um, I saw a stat the Flyers, I think I've actually scored four plus goals in eight straight games. That's going to stop. I mean, the PDO regression is going to be real when that team does not score like that every game because you can't score four plus goals like that like that much that often. Like it's just it's it's an anomaly, you know. And yes, they're a lot better than I thought they were going to be going into this season. Um, that's <clears throat> excuse me, but um, where was I? Oh crap, yeah, um, yeah. I, I was basically saying, you know, I almost lost my train of thought here for a second. But yeah, we all know the Flyers are a lot better than probably a lot of us thought they were going to be, myself included. But you know, they're not going to keep scoring four goals every game. We know their lineup is better. We know they've gotten decent goaltending from Carter Hart. You know, we know they got Kevin Hayes. You know, Provrod. I think they have like what forty-four goals from defensemen from this season, which is what tops in the league. Um, they're going to cool off. They're not going to keep up this pace for forever. The Penguins are starting to get hot. They're now 2-0 in March. Also, the Penguins are 2-0 since switching Crosby and Marlowe in the, in the, um, in the lineup where basically like, you know, they're coming out for a pregame and everything. They're 2-0 since that. We all know how superstitious Sidney Crosby is. We all know that's going to continue for as long as they keep winning. And and as they keep going, unless they go on another losing streak, that'll probably, they'll probably just switch it up again because we all know how superstitious Crosby is. You know, you're not going to get it over of getting Malkin who, you know, three year super league. Um, you know, that's just, that's not going to happen, but yeah, uh, just really, I'm trying to think of other things I saw tonight. Um, you know, John Marino, you know, just doing what he does best. He's so good in the defensive zone. Brian Dumoulin, it's just, it, I, this is the second consecutive game. I probably, I'm probably going to keep saying this and sound like a broken record, but man, is it good to have these two defensemen back because they are super good in their own end. They bring offense. They're so good at skating the puck out. Countless times tonight where I saw, you know, that wouldn't happen if Jack Johnson and Justin Schultz were on those two pairings. You know, it, it just wouldn't happen. And, you know, they were that good. Um, we all know Nick Bukestad made his return tonight. That's what I was going to talk about. I thought Nick Rick looked really good tonight. Um, I know, obviously, he's missed a while. I thought he sh- uh, re-injured his potentially core injury when he went into the Buffalo goaltender. He came up a little shaken up, but he was able to finish the game. He looked pr- perfectly fine. Uh, man, watching him skate is so fun. You know, he's really he's a, a big body, big with the puck. Um, can really skate it in. Um, I'm going to be curious to watch him and McCann on the same line. It's just it's really going to be fun to watch that line down the stretch. And, you know, hopefully he can contribute some offense. You know, we just we haven't seen enough of Nick Bukestad to really know how much he fits into this Penguin system. That's the thing. 
you know, he played down the stretch last season, but then of course this season he gets hurt like what, 10 games into the season, 15 games into the season. And we haven't seen him since, you know, my birthday, November 15th. You know, we finally got to see him. Hopefully his play, he play, his play, good play continues. Hopefully he stays healthy. That's the big thing. Brandon Tanev, of course, came back tonight. He was his usual self. Sam Lafferty came out for him. Um, yeah, Tanev, you know, it's just, we, we all know, I think, when Zach Ashton Reese is ready and looks like he's going to be ready pretty soon, he's already starting to skate from his week to week injury. We all, I think Evan Rodriguez will probably come out of the lineup. They're going to reunite the uh, the Tanev and Bluger line um, with Ashton Reese. I've, 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 kept, I've kept saying, you know, the interesting situation is going to be when Dominic Simone comes back. I'm not really sure who's going to come out of the lineup. Might be Bukestad, might be McCann if he doesn't uh, break this goalless route, though I don't think all, all of it is his fault because he's not getting a lot of puck luck. But yeah. Two injured guys come back. Really, really great. You know, this lineup is looking really, really nice. You know, except for Jack Johnson. I'm sorry. Couldn't resist myself there. But, you know, Matt Murray played really good. And you know what? That's all you can hope for. That's all you can hope for. All you can ask for as the Penguins get their second win in a row in the month of March. For this last segment, you know, I'm not really sure, honestly, you know, what much else to talk about from this game since the Penguins mostly just took care of business. Um, going around the Metropolitan Division tonight, uh, just looking around at the scores, the Islanders are at a full, full free fall, folks. So the Penguins are now six points clear of them. Uh, no, they don't, they don't have a game in hand on them or anything. Um, the good part for the Penguins is they do have a game in hand on the Flyers and the um, the Capitals, but you know this is the, it's, it's going to go away after this weekend because the Penguins have the back to back. Because the Penguins, of course, they have the Capitals coming up. You know, it, it, like I've I've said so much already this episode. This weekend is where the whole fun begins for the Penguins. The real season. This is this is starts now. You want to win the Metropolitan Division? It's tonight. To, it's tonight, Saturday is where you start against the Capitals. If the Penguins win that game, they'll be one point behind them. Um, the Flyers do not play tomorrow. I believe the Flyers play on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they play Buffalo at home, which is you know probably going to be a win. Um, but if the if the Flyers win that game, the Penguins win on um, Saturday. Like I said, they'll be one point behind. Um, they'll be one point behind the Caps. Then the Penguins also play the free falling Hurricanes, who lost tonight to the Flyers, who are just they're ravaged by some injuries. Of course, they're goaltending. You know, it's just it's been a really rough season. I think for the Hurricanes, Penguins beat Carolina. They'll leapfrog the Capitals. Be tied with games played um, with them and the Flyers, and they'll be one point behind the Flyers in the Metropolitan Division crown if the Flyers win. Now, if the Flyers lose on Saturday and the Penguins win against the Caps, and then the Penguins win um, the Sunday game, they'll be in first place, which is awesome. They'll be one point ahead of both those teams. You know, um, this is this is a big back to back. Thank God it's a, it's a home and home back to back. You know, they play both games at home. The Penguins have been virtually unbeatable at home this season. I think their 23-24 wins is tops in the league. But yeah, you know, this is it's going to be big for the Penguins. You know, this weekend. Um, yeah, like I said, the Islanders are in free fall. You know, they lost again. They lost to the Senators tonight. That's uh, not good. They've lost nine out of eleven now, and since that seventeen game point streak ended, they're nineteen and twenty and six. Um, is that bad, folks? That's bad. Uh, that is that is very, very, very bad. And uh, with the Rangers beating the Capitals um, in overtime tonight, they are now two points behind the Islanders for that final playoff spot. So I mean, the Ra- I mean, I know the Islanders have a game in hand in them. I know the Jackets they're still um, in the first wild card spot, but you know the Rangers are coming. You know, I've I've said. You know, I didn't think the Rangers would do anything this year. Um, they're, they're, without the play of Panarin and Zibanejad, they're probably a bottom five team in hockey. It's almost like Dreisaitl and 
and uh, McDavid. You know, it, it literally is almost like that uh, for the range. I know, you know, I know comparing Panarin and Zibanejad to Drysdale and McDavid is probably going to sound stupid, but you know, the way like the both teams of both players like have carried their respective teams in the ways that they have, um, it's just nothing short of outstanding. Uh, Mika Zibanejad, you know, that trade that the Rangers made for him, oh. Uh, Whew, that is a bad return for the Senators. That looks even worse by the day. You know, five goal night, like I've said. So, yeah, the Rangers are coming. You know, I, I, they may not make it this year. You know, it might be still too late. But, you know, they have a very real shot. I don't think they can do a lot of damage in the playoffs. You know, if they have to rely, keep relying on both those players. Um, obviously, I don't think Henrik Lundqvist is even going to play um, in the playoffs. But, you know, they've gotten good goaltending from, you know, uh, Georgiev and Igor, who, of course, you know, is... Um, hurt because of the uh, car crash really hope he's doing well but um yeah go else going around the metropolitan division not really too much else happened tonight you know besides those big games you know the, the hurricanes yeah they're in free falling um the hurricanes the penguins are now um nine points clear of them they're eight points clear of the ninth place rangers so the penguins they're they're getting close to locking themselves into a playoff spot like i said and they still have a game in hand on the rangers too but oh yeah and they still play the rangers three more times so that's going to be interesting if they want to keep create more separation um the schedule moving forward you know after um this the uh this this weekend you know washington carolina new jersey next week if there's a massive three-game road trip next week for the penguins new jersey columbus on the road they're they're fighting to get in Carolina, and, and, and that's that's actually a back to back next weekend. Um, right after St. Patty's Day, they play the Islanders back in Pittsburgh. Then they have the home and home against the Rangers. Then the Capitals. I, I mean, I know I'm looking really far ahead, but you know, but the, these are the games now that you want to win just each night, you know, and you want to win these games in regulation. You don't want to keep giving loser points to teams like the Rangers because at the end, you only gain one point on them as opposed to two. So as such as this weekend against the Capitals, you want to win that game in regulation. You want to get the two points, um, get within one of them, and then you want to beat Carolina in regulation on Sunday, and then potentially you're in first place if all goes according to plan. Though, will the Flyers lose to the Sabres? I'm not really sure. Who, who knows at this point? But um, I think that's going to do it uh, for this episode of Locked on Penguins. I hope you guys really enjoyed this one. We'll be back tomorrow for another episode. You know, probably do a mailbag, I think. Uh, maybe some other stuff as well. I'm still trying to think about that. But you know what? Like I always say, I'll come up with it on the fly. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Please be sure to like, subscribe, you know, follow my Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And we will talk to you all tomorrow.